irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Horse ownership is brought to you by TaylorMade Farm and Taylor. Italians. Midnight Storm, not this time. California Chrome, so many others. Mashawish. They do such a great job. Call Travis White, 859 885 3345 to book your mare today. Not tomorrow, today. Because if you wait for tomorrow, Michelle and I might be actually just sleeping for the rest of our lives. <laughs> This is the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Not alongside me, but from Parts Unknown, which is always depressing because the show is not as good when we're not together, is Michelle Yeo. Yay! Oh, sorry. Um, Michelle, this Delmar this year has been phenomenal. The weather has been incredible. The racing. Oh, the last two days are really hot. I'm not going to lie. It's been hot. Last couple days, um, but it's a grind. Like I barely can keep my eyes open today. It's a grind. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of lot of uh, it, it, and not complaining about the grind. It's just a grind. Right. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a marathon. Just think next year when it's longer. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we're going to because we less, love it. Less awesomes, more water. Yes, much more water, um, much more water next year. Let's make that a plan of ours. Uh, Michelle and I have our Little Red Feather uh, fantasy football draft tomorrow night. Michelle, before we get into the race recap, because unfortunately... I will say, Billy, this is the only year I can afford to do this unless I uh, do good this year. (laughs) I understand. Holy cannoli. I had to get out of like every other fantasy league that I'm in except for one. Oh, Jesus. Well... You know what? We would have done something. We we can we'll we'll help you with your stipend. <laughs> but are there any like give us? Can you give us a couple sleepers for our people? Sleepers. That are, yeah, for the fantasy football sleepers. You know, give us like a running back that uh, like a late round guy could be pretty good. You got someone like that? Well, I mean, no, no, I don't. No, I'm not going to tell you anything. What do what you, do you know? mean? Come on. No. That, you know what? I've played that game before. Actually, you know who's so guilty of that is me because I ask Ryan that, like stuff like that, because he watches all the, you know, every single football show. And I'll be like, hey, who's someone I can get late? And then I'll yank that guy up before Ryan can get him. And he's like, what in the actual B, you know, or S is what in the actual shit did you just do right now? And I'm like, oh, sorry. So, no, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to. I have second draft. I'm not even going to tell you who I'm going to pick. Wait, what number pick are you? Do you even two. know? 
You're two? Oh, my. Can we trade picks? I'm like six. Actually, I would rather be six. Really? I think so. Love, would you rather be two or six? I don't know where you Huh? Would you rather be two or six? <laughs> this is the greatest podcast. This is how fantasy goes on in our house right now. This is the greatest podcast at, ever. Um, all right. Well, enough about football. Okay. We have to talk. I think we got to go to New York first and talk about the races at Saratoga because I thought that was those were some of the best races I've seen in a long time, and especially Midnight Bisu nosing out a late. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, these two fillies have just been, you know, upper echelon of distaffers on the dirt this year. I think that <sighs> Elaine definitely wants to go a little bit farther, and she's not as impressive in some of her runs as Midnight Bizu. Because, I mean, look at the ground that Midnight Bizu made up in this. But Midnight Bizu has gone all these different distances, all these different racetracks. Mike Smith had her so far back. I was like, at one point I was thinking she's not going to get there today. And she just throws down. She pinned her ears. And then at the wire, it was like, ding, with them up again. She's, I mean, awesome. I thought she was going to win by a tongue. Her tongue was sticking out. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations to Jeff Bloom and all the people that uh, own Midnight Beast, who I believe Madiket is involved in that. Um, Great training job by Steve Asmussen. Great ride by Mike Smith. Did you see her sales video when she was at OBS? I didn't. Oh, they, someone had posted it um, because I guess Jeff Bloom was on another radio show. And so they posted her sales video from when she worked at OBS as a two-year-old. What do you think she worked in? 10 and three. 10 and one, actually. She started off. She had no idea what she was doing. Like, I'm sure her first three strides, she was like, why are you hitting me? What is going on right now? Wait, why are we running? And then, like, all of a sudden, her legs just all got together, and it was like, ba boom, ba boom. Like, they were, she was whipping them out there. Well, great job by Jeff Bloom. It goes to show you, and we've talked about this a lot. You do your homework, and, and you're, you got a good eye for a horse. He only paid $8,000 for Midnight Bisou, and what's she going to sell for when they ultimately uh, sell her as a broodmare is going to be many, many millions of dollars. So, Well, uh, and part of the key for her really was the fact that – they moved her to the East Coast. Like she did great here under Bill Spar, and she would have been. A, I mean, could you imagine? She would have been like Zenyatta esque on the West Coast. But as a three year old, there are no grade ones for three year old route horses here, so she had to go somewhere else, and it just made her career go into the East Coast where there was that opportunity for her. You know, she was a nineteen thousand dollar RNA at Keeneland. Amazing. She she has won six straight races in two thousand nineteen. She's six for six. I think four grade ones. Uh, and the question now, Michelle, that I've been reading about, we'll start with a late. Uh, there are rumblings that a late will run in the Breeders' Cup Classic against the boys at a mile and a quarter. Agree or disagree? Well, I heard that also. And after she won, what was the race before this um, that she won? And they asked Bill Mott point blank. And he was like, well, now I'm not so sure because – maybe she's capable at the mile and eighth because they just think that the distance of the mile and a quarter is better. Yeah. Um, but now obviously getting beat by Bizu, you know, and I, 
you know, it might be a good year to take on the boys because we don't have a clear cut older male standout. Every time there's a race, someone else different wins. If you want to say McKinsey's our forerunner, I'm not entirely convinced of his capabilities at the mile and a quarter. So maybe a late who we know loves the mile and a quarter should go. Now, all right, I agree. I think that's actually an interesting move. I don't think Elate has anything to prove, and that would be a major stepping stone to uh, her career achievements, obviously. Right. It's not going to make her worth any more to win the DSF. <laughs> right. What about Midnight Bisu, who is six for six? She's, she, if the race was run at Santa Anita in, in a month, you know, we have two months, but if it was running a month and she was in the distaff, I don't care who's in there. She's probably even money, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So she wins that. She goes seven is for seven. She wins the Breeders' Cup uh, distaff. Is she horse of the year? Well, that depends, right? Yeah, that, depends on, that depends on who wins the Breeders' Cup Classic. Right. And that depends on... If bricks and mortar runs again, and if he's impressive, because we're not going to, he's not going to run the Breeders' Cup, right? Unless he tries the classic, which I think they should try. Um, Cause I think right now bricks and mortar is probably a front runner for it. Um, and that is unfortunate for midnight Bizu because I would definitely vote for her. I, you know, right now she's kind of my forerunner and I like horses that are our champions to show up on our day of crowning champions. So that gives her an edge for me if she comes and does win the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> are you a voter? You're not a voter, right? No. Shall I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, what about Midnight Bisu running in the Breeders' Cup Classic? No. Why not? She doesn't want the mile and a quarter. Come on. How do you know? Everyone said she didn't want to go a mile and an eighth, and then she just beat yeah, a late but, mile and an eighth. Yeah, but that was she was all out to do it. I definitely would not run her the mile and a quarter. So if you own Midnight Bisu and you had horse of the year, you just Steph said Bloom, do not run her a mile and a quarter. Okay. Okay. Steve Asmussen, do not run her a mile and a quarter. <laughs> they I read an article where Jeff said we tried to get Jeff Bloom on today. Unfortunately, he was busy, but uh I read an article that said it's not out of the question. It's that's a ridiculous statement. Do you know that is that is a reporter trying to get them to say something? Do you know who really wants a late and midnight Bisu to run in the Breeders' Cup Classic? She's a Julie. <laughs> Paradise Woods. No. Nope. Like every other Philly. Uh, yeah. Hello. How about we? How about us? Who's your Philly? Secret Spice? Is that yeah. what you wanted to run in? You're not going to run her in the sprint, the Philly Mare sprint? Why would I run in the Philly Mare sprint? I don't know. I feel like the mile and an eighth with these Phillies. I guess, yeah, they're all gone. But then she's a Julie is really fast and sure. really good, too. Well, sure. that'll be a good throwdown. Yeah. Can, can you run Secret Spice in the dirt mile? <laughs> no. Why not? Running against Catalina Cruiser? I mean... How Carolina Cruiser almost got beat by giant expectations. I, I feel like laugh, it could have been the 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 Philly sprint is on the table, but we're gonna see what happens in her next race. So, so. where's she running next? The Zenyatta. But you know the problem with that race is it's gonna be like Paradise Woods and Patty Gallagher horse that always uh, La Force, right? 
Right. What so are we supposed to do? We've, horses that you've already beat up on. We've timed. We've timed it perfectly. <laughs> um, you All should right. have run around the Pat O'Brien where I could have seen her run against Kelly to cruise. That would have been fun. Um, okay, so that was one race. Now there were several other races, and I want to save the Travers. So yes, why don't we talk about the uh, Alan Jerkins? Is that what they call it? Well, can I go in order so I don't like mess up my Absolutely. like my reading? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Sword Dancer went to Annals of Time over Sadler's Joy, who runs a bang up race every stinking time. He's my boy, Sadler's Joy. I can't wait. It was, was it a turf turf thing? mile and a half race? Yeah. yeah. I think there's this guy, um, Chad Brown. $850,000 on the line for that. <laughs> I think there's this guy, Chad Brown. He wins a lot of those races. Yeah, and Klarevich. And Klarevich. Yeah, it, well, you know, it, and what's how do you say his name? I always uh, mess up. Annals of Time? Annals of Time. Yeah, uh, Yeah. definitely don't mess so that one Annals up. Annals of Time. Just to be fair, Chad Brown also ran seventh, so he's not unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he Annals of Time won the Hollywood Derby as a three-year-old and then was off for a long time, came back and he was very impressive. He, he's a, he's an up and comer. It'd be interesting because bricks and mortar and annals of time are owned by the same people. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarevich, Yeah. Okay. Um, then it was the Balsam spa, which was won by a significant form. Who's the daughter of creative cause and chained by Chad Brown for Stephanie oh. Seymour Brandt. Yeah. Stephanie Seymour. I mean, I don't know how many people listening would agree with this, but I had many a Sports Illustrated bikini uh, things with Stephanie Seymour. Did you know really? that? Oh, no, my God. I didn't. She was amazing. She was and like, Chad Brown ran last in that race, too, by the way. Um, but he wins. So who cares about the other horse? I'm just letting you know he's not unbeatable because if you were just trying to beat a Chad Brown horse, everyone else did. <laughs> it was good to see her win. It was nice with, and she walked the horse into the winner's circle. I thought it was kind of cute. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah. So it's cute if a former model does it and takes the horse away from the groom, but it's not cute if other owners do it. I just want to say, like, I want to make sure I'm following you properly. Uh, wait, what? I, I just said, I just, I'm in love with Stephanie Seymour. So, I, <laughs> so she can walk any horse in. You're like, come walk my horse in. Yeah, she can walk any horse. No, now people are going to write on online that I'm misogynistic again. Here Why? Oh my gosh. I, I have a huge crush on Stephanie Seymour. Always have. And I mean, Brand. Peter, you forget her married name. Sorry, Peter Brandt. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's get her on the show. Yeah. Next goal. Um, Mind Control won the Alan Jerkins, which was a little bit of a surprise. He paid $22 for Greg Sacco, Red Oak Stables, Matiket. No surprise there. Um, but a big boost for California Sire Stay Thirsty, who stands for, I believe, $5,000. He beat Hod Creek Hustle by the tiniest of noses, and then Chancelot wasn't able to win there. I mean, did you feel like that was just a bounce scenario for him? A hundred percent. I mean, I, I thought Chancelot was very vulnerable in that race, uh, especially with the sheet numbers that he had run the previous race and coming back on relatively short rest. It wasn't, you know, not like 13 days or anything like that. But I thought um, I thought he was very beatable. And a great effort by Mind Control. And, you know, our old friend Don Chalos ran fourth in that with Larry Best with uh, mm-hmm. Roy. Yeah. He lost ran by, a good race. He lost by a neck and uh, finished fourth. Sure. Up, uh, coming down the stretch, actually, Ryan said that horse might win. Yeah. I would have thrown a chair off the veranda had I run fourth by a neck in a grade one. Anyway. Um, okay. 
Then the Ballerina, which I felt like was a disappointing race with the scratches of Minute to Stardom and Pacific Gale because it kind of let Come Dancing just be kinda the weird. only, you know, pace presence. Is she the favorite in the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Sprint right now? Ooh, let me. I don't know if I've gotten my Breeders' Cup. We get like um, we get yeah. like these Breeders' Cup rankings, kind of. Right. Let me see. I think she is. I think she's uh, when she's on her game, man. She is fast, and and they took back to last, which was a a new dimension she showed. She just circled the field and won easily. All right, come dancing, stormy embrace. Yeah, Saratoga Ember, Bellafina, Marley. Oh, Marley's freedom. She'll still get attention. Yeah. Danuska. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I think yeah. it's come dancing and Marley's freedom. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't in there, so. Um. So yeah. that race was a little disappointing with those two scratches, but whatever. Uh, and then it was the forego, which Matoli ran I, I, really well. What happened to Matoli last time? Uh, I think the same thing that happened to Shantz a lot this time. I think it was a big bounce factor. I think that the race before for Matoli took a ton out of him. What was it? The Met Mile, right? Yeah. And I just think it took a lot out of him. And I think it's it's a little harder to cut back and do um, like the mile to the seven at like somewhere like Saratoga because it just kind of takes the, the punch out of him a little bit. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like a horse that runs a mile a lot. When you cut him back, it gives them finish. When you have a horse that's a sprinter and you eke them out to the mile, then to cut them back, they're still trying to spread thin. Does that make sense? A little bit. I, I kind of understand what you're talking about. Heigelbrotsk is that how you say their name? Heigelbrotsk. Heigelbrotsk. Um, very, very prominent owners, and again, Steve Asmussen, with who's had an amazing Saratoga meet. Mm-hmm. Credit to Steve and his staff. Um, I, where where is Matoli run? Does he run in the in the sprint or in the mile in the Breeders' Cup? Is the sprint seven or six? Six for boys, seven for Philly. Oof. I mean, yeah, you'd probably do that. I think you'd probably have to. Okay. Probably have to. I just saw that he signed it. I think he's going to stand at uh, Spendthrift. Spendthrift, yeah, and they've bought the last couple of winners of the Forgo, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Okay. Well. I will say it'll be fast. Matolding Imperial Hint. Sistron. Since we don't have a guest, can I go back to the um, talking about the Midnight Bisu in a late? Okay. You just said something interesting about Matoli. How much, Michelle, does it take its toll to have a race like that on those two fillies that, and you love to say they threw it down. I mean, they really threw it down Mm -hmm. inside the last eighth of a mile. How do they bounce back from that right away? I feel like it's different when you're talking about some of the longer distance races for horses that aren't up on the pace, right? Like when a horse is near the lead or on the lead and they're like running with pressure the whole time and they don't get a chance to relax. I feel like it's different than a race like a late and midnight Bizu where both were relaxed for a good portion of the race and only were in hyperdrive for an eighth of a mile. Okay. Well, I mean, and I'll say Minibus did have an extended an extended run, but she wasn't under pressure at that point. She was just passing horses, passing horses, passing horses. Right. Okay. That's what I I, I really I think that's a good point. Um, the play the king went to Silent Poet for Adina Stables, and that was a track record setting performance. I'm going to mention that it was very impressive on the grass if you watched it. 
Uh, Winston C won the grade one New York Turf Riders. I believe that was for Jonathan Shepard, who is coming in off of a slower meet to begin with, but has gotten a couple of grade ones there late. So that's nice. And then we had the Pat O'Brien at. Wait, you uh, didn't talk about the Travers. You wanted to save it for last. Oh, I wanted to save it for last of the New York races. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, well then, well, I already started Pat O'Brien. Sorry. I thought you meant like last, last, because you want to talk about it for the longest time. No, I, want, well, I don't need to talk about it for a long time because I love the winner and I feel very good about myself. And everyone told me I was a little bit crazy. Oh, really? I bet that he, I bet him. I only bet him and Mucho Gusto to win. That's great. So I believed you. I believed that that was the best horse in the race. So who are we talking about? Code of Honor. It's so funny. I call him Honor Code all the time. Right, which he's not. (laughs) Which he's not. Just wait Uh, until he stands at Lane's End where Honor Code also stands. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to, can I do my breeding, please? Who do you want to breed to? Oh, Code of Honor, Honor Code, one of those two. (laughs) Some type of code. Right. One of those codes that Sugar McGahee trained, yeah. although and this horse by noble mission. So he's by a turf horse who is a brother to Frankel, who is obviously a turf standout. Um, yeah. And this horse runs legit as can be on the dirt. You know, and he had, he's basically run one kind of suspect race in his life. Um, and I think he was even sick that day. He ran huge in the Derby. Uh, he, his comeback, I thought was really good, uh, two back mm-hmm. and he had a beautiful sheet pattern for all you third graph or ragazin people listening to the show. Um, I just thought he was actually a standout in there and I was even surprised we got four to one. What do you think about that? Yeah. What'd you think of the, what did you think of everybody else? I mean, that was a full field of 12 in there. Well, I'll be honest with you, Michelle. I was watching from our perch on the veranda. And so we watched on the TV overlooking the paddock and I barely could see, I just knew it was him coming and I saw he won. And I, to this day, have no idea what happened after that. That's hilarious. (laughs) That is hilarious. Okay. Um, And then back at home. Wait, wait, stop, but stop for a second. Tacitus ran second. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and Mucho Gusto ran third. I read something that Tacitus had another troubled trip. Is that true? Oh, gosh. No. No. He's just, okay. He just, he just he just looks like it. When, like, I mean, I guess, like, so when Honor Code went by, Mucho Gusto kind of bumped into Tacitus, but Mucho Gusto took the brunt of it, in my opinion. Now, what do you think about Honor Code against older? I, I read, I believe he's going to the Jockey Club Gold Cup and then possibly the Breeders' Cup Classic. Right. How do you feel about that? Does he have a chance? I kind yeah, of like I do. Lightly raced. I don't doubt Shug McGahee. He's pretty good, right? He's really good getting these horses, you know, like like this kind, that, that, that you, the ones that need work, the ones that don't have a – you know, he's not going to be like a baffled horse. He's not wheeling out of the gate and blazing along. And then he's just good enough to hold on. Like, this is like an old school, grinded out, easygoer type horse, right? What was your favorite Travers? Holy Bull. Recent. You know Holy Bull? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. But you know what? What about, I think Arrogance Travers was crazy. Uh, well, yeah, that was really crazy because of what he ended up being and because of the way he did it in. And it was like, who the hell is this horse? So that did make it awesome. But I mean, like my favorite was definitely Holy Bulls. 
And obviously last year I was so pumped with Catholic boy because I believed in him all year. Yeah. So those were to me. I'm going to read you some of the winners of the Travers. I just looked it up while we were talking. You ready? Code of honor, Catholic boy, West coast, arrogant, keen ice. Where he beat American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh. VE day. That was the crazy one, right? Big long shot. Mm -hmm. Jimmy. We'll take charge. That um, was a great year for Dewey and Lucas. Yep. Alpha and Golden Ticket with a dead heat. heat. Stay Thirsty, who we just mentioned. A Fleet em- uh, Express. I don't even so, remember that uh, horse to you. Here, here, comes a, here comes a great, here, here comes a great uh, 10 years. Sire Summerbird, sequence. Summerbird, Colonel John, Street Sense, Bernardini, Flower Alley, Birdstone, Ten Most Wanted, Medagliadoro, Point Given. Yeah. That's pretty good. The Medaglia one was a good year, too. You know, whenever I think of Medaglia Doro, though, I think of him coming out here and running in the Pacific Classic and against Candy Ride and Julie Cron, and Candy Ride just destroyed him. Just broke his heart. I got to say, thinking back to all those, I still I still like Holy Bulls Travers. All right, here's a here's a trivia question for you. Without looking up, who has as a jockey who has the most wins in the last since 2010? Mm, Castellano. Correct. How many? Uh, four. Five. Woo! Catholic boy, Keen Ice, and VE Day. Yep. Stay thirsty in the Fleet Express. Oh. Oh, see, I never would have gotten the Fleet Express. You could have given me a hundred guesses. You could have told me, Google the horse's name and you'll find it. And I wouldn't have been able to right. find it. Who has, okay, who has the most wins as a trainer in those Bob? Same years? Got to be Bob. Bob has two and Jimmy Jerkins has two. V Day. Oh, and V Day. And, yeah, okay. Pretty impressive. I'd like to win the Travers one day. <laughs> All of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. I just think it's such a great race. Well, yeah. It's such a cool race. And Johnny V, listen, have we? Yeah, Johnny V is just such the man right now, and he struggled at the beginning of the of Saratoga. But he, I want to watch uh, Holy Bulls Travers. Is that weird? Why don't we put it on at own a horse? Our okay. Twitter, at own horse at the Michelle U at the Kaler F. Sorry, we have no guests today, so we're just talking. Can you hear it right now? No. No, you can't hear it. Okay. I mean, is someone talking? I, I just hear it's the race call. Like, I'm listening to it. I can hear it. I can't hear it. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. All right. Cat in that field. Hold on. Let me just fast forward to the end. It's very exciting for me. All right. I'm going to post this on Twitter. Okay. Where Concern was in there. Oh, what a good race. All right. Um, Okay. So we have good races that are are memorable. Like, you want to talk about the Pat O'Brien. You know, it may not have been the greatest race in the world, but... It was memorable. It was memorable. I cannot believe that Catalina Cruiser came back. Yeah, he was passed. He was done. He was passed, yep. I'll tell you a funny story. I was with uh, Flavian Pratt the next morning who rode Catalina Cruiser for Hernandez Racing. Shocker that him and Sadler won another stake race at Del Mar. This would have been one of the greatest meets of all time for, for Sadler. And Sadler. It, yeah. Um, and, uh, so I said to him, I said, like, what were you thinking? And he goes, when he passed me, he said, when I turned for home, I knew I had a lot of horse left, but when he passed me, I said, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he said it, but then he just, he found another gear and he just battled and dug in. And, you know, it wasn't the most visually impressive win of Catalina Cruiser's career. And the last one wasn't either. I mean, give the horse credit. I I, I don't know what else to tell you. The horse is a a beast. Can I say this, that we have been noticing, look at um, bricks and mortar. You just mentioned Annals of Time, Catalina Cruiser. The, the 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 ongoing theme from me with these horses is horses that needed a break or needed time of some sort to develop and look what they give us when we right. don't retire them at three. You know, obviously there is a reason that people retire horses early and, you know, believe me, I'm not going to say don't, don't get the money when you can, but look what a treat it is for fans when horses get to stay. You know, we've talked about this before, Michelle, and I completely agree with you. In fact, I'm, I'm, you know, years ago, I used to talk about making the Kentucky Derby for four-year-olds, you know, making the Triple Crown for four-year-olds, just so, just so horses could develop and we'd have them around longer and we could get to know them. I think part of the problem with our industry, and we have many of them, and we have discussed them on the show, is that we lose our stars. Our stars are our horses. And you can talk about the jockeys and the trainers and the owners, but the stars, the real stars of horse racing are the horses. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called horse racing. And when they are taken from us too soon, because most of the time it's financially driven or injury driven, but I would say financially driven. Is I think really, financially, yeah. yeah. They're just these 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 colts that, that are so valuable as stallions Mm-hmm. Uh, the breeding industry is driving the racing industry. I mean, think of what has happened the last few years if we could have just had some of those horses all run against each other. And that's what we used to have. When I was growing up, Michelle, and I'm a little older than you, um, you know, we would have the jockey club. I, I think it was the, maybe it was the Marlboro Cup with Seattle Slough and a firm mm-hmm. and Excel. Oh, two miles. Yeah, and, and, and it was like it, every every Saturday we would have – Oh, I remember growing up with all the um, the Charlie Whittingham horses and all those rivalries, you know, with Grindton. And and I, it, it was – it's so different now because every year we just have to get a new star and we fall in love with the horse and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And they're off to the breeding shed. And it's 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 monotonous in a way and it's it's unfortunate and you're 100% right it is our it hurts our fans so t- credit to owners like Coronas who brought mm-hmm. Catalina Cruiser back and hopefully he'll keep running and as long as he's sound and uh, all these guys who have these older horses i think it's i think it's great and i think and I mean, on, the, on the flip side if someone walked up to me and i own Catalina Cruiser and they're like i'll give you 30 million million for him from my point of view i'm like well uh, i'd love to race you but sorry buddy you're sold like well, i totally you know get it. i can't turn down that kind of money so i'm glad sure. there are people that can right well i'm glad like i mean what about enable oh yeah i mean what about enable like she's giving everyone these thrills uh, year after year after year because it's Judmont, and they're like, "Well, she wants to run. She's sound. We right. enjoy her. We have we have the greatest broodmare band in the history of the world, and she'll go there one day when she's done. Right. We like, don't really need her right now. Well, I mean, that's crazy. It's just, I think you're so right, Michelle. And I, I wish, I, 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 how about this? We, we, it's a plea to owners to keep these horses around give them breaks and keep them around and let them compete against each other. Their value is not going to be diminished by losing to a horse. Yeah. Um, you know, like Gunrunner. if gun runner had stuck around for another year and then, you know, lost to someone like he's still gun runner, still amazing. Right. 
I mean, let the three-year-olds step up and face these four-year-olds. Let the five-year-olds step up and face the new turn, newly turned four-year-olds next year. Just, I just wish there was a way we could do it, and I don't have the answer, which frustrates me because we're, we're solutions people, right? We, we don't right. – and I just don't have the answer. Anyway, Billy's Soapbox, soapbox. for Tuesday – August 27th as I stare out over the ocean. <laughs> um, okay, I do have some other little like newsy stuff for you. So Mongolian yep. groom who ran third in the Pacific Classic is actually going to run in the Woodward. Mm. So that was a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty quick turnaround, right? Okay, yeah. And I'm a huge fan of his, so I would love to see him go well, over there. It's going to be Vina Rosso, Ball Harbor, Wooderson, Yoshida, Tom's Detat, um, Mr. Buff Preservationist Forewarned. That's a good race. It's a competitive race. I don't know if it's good. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? What else? Um, I do have aftercare corn for you today. Can't wait. I can't. Um, it is. It's all about imperative. <laughs> oh, oh! I've been reading about this on the Twitter. On the Twitter. Don't call the okay, please do not call it. <laughs> I like calling the Twitter. I will hit you and not feel bad. I struggle with the Twitter because it is it's so, not the Twitter. It's so negative. I can't take it. I just don't get it. How do you feel about the Colts fan booing Andrew Andrew Luck when he walked off the field after announcing his retirement? You know, I meant to ask Ryan about that today. I have to ask Ryan. I want to know how you feel. Um I don't think it was right. It's not it's not right because it's the same thing as us boohooing someone for retiring a horse. If it's what's right for you, it's what's right for you. And I do understand if he feels like it's too hard to get back to the A, the a game, like when we couldn't get back Justify, right? And right. it was like, we're not going to be able to bring him back the same, like let's just not run him. So I get that side of it. But for people like, you know, he, he knows how much money gets played and everything and stings like fantasy and all that. Like he could have done this in March and just what he said, right? Oh, it's too hard to rehab. Boo freaking who? <laughs> Boo who? Okay. I'm oh. over here getting my knee injected so I can carry my kids. You're telling me it's too hard to rehab. Did you get an injection? Yeah, I had to. Look at you. I passed Good. out. Did you? <laughs> Did you? I, I almost, I passed out once. I've had a lot of injections in my shoulder and once he hit something and I passed out. I get it. I, I see a needle and I hyperventilate and I was like, I'm worried. I'm worried. And the guy's like, you'll be fine. And I passed out and Olivia was in there and she's like, mommy, are you okay? Mommy. Mommy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to laugh, but that's amazing. Yeah. And then I couldn't get up for the next like mm, hour. I had to lay there. They kept checking on me like, um, are you okay? Can you leave yet? So finally I got in the car to drive home and it was like, it's like off Loma Santa Fe. So it's like one exit up from the track. And I was so nauseous and sick because I wanted to lay down again still that I literally, it was like worse than I've ever like driven after a drink or anything. I was like, I could barely make it home. I was pouring sweat, gripping the Why wheel. I had to pull over once. To come get you. I was a mile and a half away. So it's like, did they give you? Oh, water like, come on. Uh, no, no, they just gave me water and then a and they gave me starburst. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay, so the aftercare corner, however we got all the way off of it, is um, Ron Luch had said he was going to retire imperative. And then he came back and said, no, never mind. No, and he said, that's not what he said. 
He said, if imperative is not competitive in whatever race it was, what race was it? The Woodward, right? Or no, the Whitney? The Whitney. Whitney. He said, if he was not competitive, he would retire him. And then the horse was not competitive. Now you can tell your story. So then he said, never mind. We are not going to retire him. And it sent off like a complete shit storm. I'm trying to find like the actual uh, like tweets from from Luch. So and what people if- were like all over tweeting, happy retirement imperative. You look so great imperative. Can't wait until you are going to be going to old friends. Win or lose, you give your all. So like it was supposed to be like set in stone that he was, they already had a place for him and everything. And then it was like two days later that Pellucci's like, oh, he loves what he does. Um, you know, I ask everybody. And then he even went as far as to send him back to Bob Hess, who had the trainer in, you know, some of his peak, right? Right. And he said that his career buyers are still good. If Bob Hess, who knows this horse, says that he is good and he passes all the vets, we're going to run him one more time. Um, and then they decided after not to, and that he was going to be retired to the NTWO, uh, which is run by, oh my gosh, what's her name? Victoria, the girl that's with Fox Hill Farms. And he is going to be retrained to help bring attention to aftercare. Well, that's great. That's a great story. And you know what? I I dislike that people hate on Luch. It's his horse and he can do what he wants. And it's not like the horse is running for a $5,000 tag, even though he was a 50K claimer. Like, you know, he's running. He looks sound. He looks happy. I agree. I agree. It's up to Luch. And we should let him do what he wants. I agree. Thousand. Hey, did you see the thing about Tyler Saran and the protesters? Yes. So I went to um, the do protest. I do, do I want to do a counter protester guy? You should. I should. You should. I what went. Do I do? I call okay, like so or something? It's, it's every, I think it's every Saturday and they go out to the front of the racetrack where the protesters are allowed to be. And instead of, you know, putting up all the negative signs or yelling at kids, they hold up positive signs. We love horse racing. We love our horses. You know, California, how many jobs it takes in California and like thank people for coming and everything like that. So it is really nice to do. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Maybe I'll try to do it this Saturday. The one I went to last week was actually at the CHRB or before the CHRB meeting. And like the news came out and shot everyone like trying to protest positively. Okay. But so Tyler Seren apparently was accosted by one of the PETA protesters. And actually, they, they were uh, the PETA protester with the jail. Yeah. So at the last Saturday when I was at, like Tyler walks around with his own like phone and like Facebook lives the event and says like, oh, these people are just so full of lies. And like when they spew off these not fact facts, you know, they say things yeah. that are like not true. Yeah. like. She was like, oh, every horse gets injected with 250 milligrams of Lasix every day, like stuff like that. That's just blatantly untrue. Tyler says that on the phone. That's not true. That's not true. Look at her full of lies. And he doesn't say anything rude and he doesn't even sound mean about it. You can go on his Facebooks and watch him. Um, (laughs) And it got it gets the lady really, really angry. Um, (laughs) 
And so I guess this week when he was doing that, another girl got angry and pushed Tyler. And I actually thought Tyler was being arrested because he was on the ground and all these cops were around him. But instead, it was the cops protecting him from the horse racing wrong person. That's fantastic. Good for Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. So Doug O'Neill does organize a lot of that. And a lot of people show up and, you know, honk if you love horse racing, um, you know, talking to people positively. So that's obviously all a good, a good thing. And for you on on the same kind of, kind of subject, but I had lunch with uh, David Jerkins yesterday. He's the racing secretary here at Delmar. And he told me going into the meet, one of his main goals was to restore normalcy. Do you feel like this Delmar meet has restored normalcy in Southern California? I don't know about Southern California, but it did feel nice to be down at Del Mar. And, um, you know, obviously we didn't have any catastrophic breakdowns in the afternoon. And I think that uh, part of that, is that knocking on wood, part of that is obviously a testament to the safety protocols that have been instituted by the Stronic Group that have been carried on by Del Mar because it's a very, very strict regiment of, um, you know, what needs to happen. Right. And the, um, and the horsemen. I mean, oh, well, yeah, the horsemen have to fall in line, too. Yeah, I think it's I think they've done a great job down here. I hope we get through this week. I think it's a testament to everybody involved, all the horsemen and the Delmar Brass uh, for really concentrating 100 percent on the safety of our horses, which is paramount to the success of our industry. So uh, I give them great kudos and hopefully we'll have six more days of incredible racing down here. And then I think the real test is going to be when we get back to Santa Anita. And, and I think everyone, I mean, I know I will go back to being a little bit on pins and needles and, and, and praying, doing a lot of praying and hoping that everything works out, especially with the Breeders' Cup around the corner. But uh, I think what they've done down here has, has really taken big strides to bringing back the trust of the fan. Well, I think too, we have to remember that they just had to follow a lot of the protocols that were in place. And part of the hard thing was trying to figure out what protocols to use exactly. And, you know, they have a good little safety team around there um, that's doing its job. I know on track in the morning, they are heavy duty right now, pointing out horses that don't look sound out on the track, even if they're just jogging or whatever and coming back to the barn and being like, let's check this horse out and see what's going on. Right. I I don't mind that at all. No, I don't. I don't mind it at all either. Okay. I mean, we got flagged one day. We had a horse without a shoe on and he was, you know, a little sore coming off. But when they got back to the barn to check, the shoer was there putting a shoe on. It was like, oh, he'd lost a shoe and that's why he was coming back bad. Very good. But, you know, that's their job to come back and check. And anyone that wants to get upset about that doesn't have the right feeling in mind. Correct. Thank you, Michelle. Sure, Billy. (laughs) Uh, I did notice, by the way, you're speaking of like maybe a renewed energy or vigor or belief. Uh, We we have had a ton of horses claimed. I believe 117 claimed at the Del Mar meet for $2.9 million. Well, there's people out there who want horses and, you know, this week's a good week to claim because a lot of people are like, you know, I just need to get a win at Del Mar. I need to put my horse maybe at a lower level. Good claiming week this week, I believe. I know. That's it. We're looking at, too. Of course, we're always in the market to claim something. So okay. hopefully there'll be some more good horses coming along. 
you know, there's that fine line between someone wants to win a race and someone wants to get rid of the horse they don't want to bring back to San yeah, true. <laughs> Right? True. Absolutely. What, um, else? what else? What do we got coming up this week in Delmar? Well, let's see. It is the final week of Daybreak Delmar, obviously, because... Uh, Wait, be there? I'm going to be there Saturday to do Daybreak, but Saturday evening I'm leaving to go do the All-American. So I will not be there for Sunday. So for the very last daybreak, I won't be there. And who is in the All-American? Um, oh, my gosh. I can't even tell you right now who's in the All-American. So it has been crazy. So the horses that people that we had on the show, are they in that race? No, their horse got beat by like a 93 to one upset horse on the wire and they didn't qualify to get in. Oh. So they they're out um, with that horse, Uncle D. And um, then there was two horses that in their um, post-race for the trials got tested hair positive for albuterol. So they are not allowed to run in finals. And then after that, like they go down, like who's the next qualifier? Well, some of the horses left the grounds. And once you leave the grounds, you are ineligible to enter the finals. You got (laughs) <laughs> all of a sudden this field was like in a complete disarray. So either way, I'll be there covering that. Okay. Um, stakes wise, we have the I'm smoking stakes on uh, Friday. Saturday is the Del Mar debutante and the John C. Maybe. And then Mon- uh, Sunday is the Del Mar Derby and the Del Mar Juvenile Turf. And then Monday is the Run Happy Del Mar Futurity and the Juvenile Phillies Turf. As far as fun stuff to do, hold on, I mentioned. Hold on, hold on. Who's going to win all those races? I'd like predictions, please. Oh, well, I couldn't tell you a single horse that's in the I'm smoking or the generous portion. But okay, if you tell talking, me a horse, I can. About, I'm talking about the big races. Um, well, now the Delmar debutante's kind of up in the air, right? Is I I, I kind of liked Callie's filly, and now I think she's going to run in the turf race so yeah i guess it's all about what's her name immediate impact or impresina but i like immediate impact a little bit better i like impresina okay head to head yeah um what about delmar derby who's in it jas isn't jasican jasican nolte the usual suspects the horse from yeah the usual suspects the the neptune storm the horse that beat Ned, uh, uh, the horse that the Bafferts that went wire to wire in the La Jolla. Is that Kingly? Kingly. Oh, I'm going to go Kingly. He worked so good Monday. He Kingly. worked on Monday, and I'll tell you what, around the turn, he looked like he was going to do something stupid again because he's a little quirky. And then once Mario straightened him out, he looked really good. Actually, I liked his end of his work a little bit better than even McKinsey's. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. I liked his work. Who do you like in Futurity? <sighs> Eight rings, lock. Okay. Let's move on. I mean, I, I still, I think that, I, is Collusion Illusion going to run in there? I'm still a fan of Collusion Illusion. He's got a lot of racing under his belt, too. Yeah. Okay, so, all right. You could take eight rings, I'll take the field. Okay, good. All right. That's, um, that's super fair. <laughs> it is, right? Because you said eight rings is like never getting beat. I'm, I'm, he isn't. Okay. Um, let's see. What else? Do, 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 do. Steel Pulse is going to be there on Friday. Angels and Airwaves is going to be there on Saturday. 
We've got Sip and Style and the Newcomer Seminar. And Sip and Style this week is Ballast Point. So it's beer. It's been all cocktails and all of a sudden it's beer. That's weird. Um, family Weekends out on the infield, which are super fun. We went to this week. And Taste of New Orleans is Sunday. Military Salute is Monday. And that's kind of it. Michelle, it has been a great Del Mar meet. It's been great doing the show with you. We've had some great guests. We really appreciate all of you who have listened to our show. We're going to take a brief hiatus coming up uh, until right before Santa Anita. Um, and I will miss you. I'll miss you, too. If you have Actually, I'll miss you after this week when I see you at your house. Oh, yeah. We're doing our, we're or doing for our, Travis. Tra- well. We're doing our draft tomorrow night. Draft. Michelle's coming over with the family doing our fantasy football draft. So if we have any uh, any insight on any helpful fantasy football hints, because I haven't looked yet, uh, e- email billy at littleredfeather.com. If you want to get into horse ownership, we have some nice horses right now. Give me a, give me a shout, uh, billy at littleredfeather.com, at own a horse, at the Michelle U, at BKLRF. Thank you to TaylorMade. Uh, thank you to Travis White, who is a great sponsor of the show. Really appreciate Delmar, Santa Anita kicking in. Uh, and uh, we will be back in about three weeks. We're going to be at the Keeneland sale. Michelle, you'll be there? Yes. Okay, we'll see you there. And uh, really appreciate you guys. Seriously, we get a lot of feedback on the show, and it's very positive. And we except, for Gary, no, <laughs> except for Gary. Except for who? Gary. Yeah, except for Gary. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great last week of Del Mar. Uh, Michelle, I will see you tomorrow. Sounds good. Bye. Right. Bye, guys. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.